Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Bienvenidos, bienvenidos, bienvenidos. So, I cannot blame my very, very red hair on Aries season. I have to blame it on the whimsical and inspiring Pisces season that brought me into this Aries season. So I invite you all, what kind of decisions did you make in Pisces season that have now brought you into more energy in this Aries season that we currently are in? And if you're seeing me with this really, really bright, very fuzzy jacket, I mean, the first in my lifetime, I blame that on Aries season. All right, all right. So we tend to blame what's going on in our lives, right? On um, It's the full moon and I feel this way. It's the new moon. It's this, it's that. Yes, astrological patterns have something to do with the potential of what we can experience, the potential of the invitations that we will be stepping into, the choices, the doors that open up for healing. So I do evolutionary astrology and I've been reading charts since I'm 19. It's not the main thing that I lead with. You know, I am a mujer medicina. I'm also a clinical hypnotist, a psychic medium, an energy healer, a teacher, a speaker. I mean, so many things, right? Improviser, uh, a spirit in a human vessel living out esta vida loca as a Latina. Um, so many things. And we are also many things. And so if we start to look at ourselves as these finite, right, limited in a box beings, we're going to live that way. If I have to hear one more, one more Taurus tell me that they're going to heal slow, or they're going to do something slow because they're a Taurus, I think I might slap their slap them a little bit with some some juju, some grass in their face. Maybe I'll cleanse them a little bit, right? Not slap them. I'll cleanse them with some juju or I'll do an egg limpia. Why? Why? Porque if we start to repeat a lot, if we start to go, well, I'm this because of that, and I'm this because of that, and I'm and I've done it. I've done it because I've been studying astrology for so so long. And so the invitation here is for us to see ourselves as the multifaceted, multi-talented multi-existing on many levels humans that we are, or rather spirits that we are. Um, when I was guiding the spirit retreat, the the spring equinox retreat, rather, uh, thriving in our own sacred medicine this two weeks ago, I have to say that it was my first time talking about wellness and astrology. And, you know, I didn't do it the usual way where you get handed out a little pamphlet with the glyphs and all the things. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And, you know, I'll step into what I told you not to do. My Mercury and Gemini loves that shit, okay? And I have a Virgo stellium, so, you know, I would love it. But at the same time, I wanted to invite folks to feel into the archetypal powers 
of what we're experiencing rather than approach it intellectually in a limited way where we put parts of ourselves in a box. We are not um, compartmentalized. I mean, some of us do because of trauma, we have to survive and then we go into therapy or there are types of healing to work on it. Pero la verdad es que we are flowing beings, right? When we look outside in nature, when we're in nature, and by the way, we are nature, but that's another story for another day, but you know that we are, right? So when we're in nature, being part of nature as a part of nature, you know, the earth is under our feet, the wind is in our hair, the water is flowing by us, we might drink it, maybe it's not healthy to drink right now, etc. But we are part of it, and it is energy. And so just remember that when we look at astrology, especially the astrology that's coming up lately, because we've had all these changes, right? Um, we want to make sure not to get crazy. There's so many people who are like, oh my God, Saturn. Saturn went into Pisces. Oh my God, because you think of Saturn and Saturn is the disciplinarian. Saturn is the, the one who disciplines us into creating a structure to bring the energies into whatever form we want in our business, in our lives, within ourselves, right? So it creates structure, limitation sometimes because it says, yeah, don't go crazy. You got to focus on one thing, girl, if you're going to make it, you know, do this, Vanessa, don't do 10 billion things, right? I still do a couple. I still do many. But anyway, not 10 billion. And so Saturn gets this really bad reputation because it's like the stern taskmaster or the stern taskmistress. And it's in Pisces. And Pisces has a lot to it. Inspiration, flow, mysticism, sensuality, film, the arts, music, improv, a lot of beautiful things, channeling, right? Spiritual evolution. It also has that part where we don't know what is fantasy and what is reality. It has that part where we run away from reality, escapism, where we might dip our toe into our into addictions to escape reality. And therefore the lines become blurred. So don't get cray cray with Saturn, make friends with the disciplinarian within you. And let me tell you, a lot of people tell me, well, I'm a creative, I'm a healer. I don't want disciplina. You know, people do tell me this. And, um, well, I know there's some artists out there like, what are you talking about? I need discipline. And a lot of business owners are like, I need discipline to create what I create. But there's so many who don't. There's so many who's like, I want to do whatever I want to do. That could be hit or miss. That could be hit or miss because whatever you want to do may tell, may guide you into great inspiration one month. And then if you have no discipline and no like showing up for yourself, no habit of showing up for yourself, you're going to get scattered, maybe um, caught up in stuff that's happening in your family. And so Saturn and Pisces does not have to be something negative. And I did not plan to talk about Saturn and Pisces, but maybe this is where I need to be right now. So I'm going to go with the flow, right? Saturn and Pisces, um, depending on what house it is uh, transiting, right? For me, it's the 10th house. For me, it's like, girl, you're going to be redefining, restructuring how you're showing up in the world, how does your business show up in the world, and how you are bringing your work through to be seen by others, right? It is, to me, it's like the inspiration of, uh, of, of being guided to create more, not just in class form and podcast form or article format, but dipping into the arts that are truly my home. So I used to win a lot of art contests when I was a kid. Then I got into high school music and the arts as an art major, you know, to prepare a portfolio. They test you in person. You've got to paint and draw in front of them. And I went for that school. And then, you know, I got overwhelmed because I was like, oh, my God, they're telling me how not to draw all the time. I just want to do it for my own creative expression. And I let go of art in that way at that time. 
but I've been part of the arts. I've sang in a band and I've been in plays, I've directed plays. And now since 2017, I've been studying um, and performing improv like almost every weekend, right? Um, so I'm crazy. I could have a full on like 40, 50 hour a week and then boom, I'll show up at nine, 10 o'clock at night to perform. Now that's me. You don't have to be that way crazy. You may be this amazing person that doesn't sleep and gets up at night and says, oh, the kids are asleep. Let me make my sofrito. Let me create something new. You may be that person that comes up with creative ways to resolve issues in your family. And so creativity also has a wide range. It goes deep, it goes wide. Um, don't limit yourself to saying, well, I'm not an artist because you don't paint or you don't sing or you don't perform or you don't dance. Allow that artist within you to come through and practice. Practice is key because it creates the energetic structure for you to flow through. Now, as I said, I was going to talk about this, but it came through. So please, please, please don't limit yourselves in the definition of a particular sun sign, a particular rising sign. I mean, people, I do not look like a Gemini rising, okay? I mean, yes, I move my hands. I look, you know, more youthful than perhaps my biological age might deliver, right? Uh, but I'm not no slim thing. You know, a lot of Gemini risings are slim, are wiry, and they're moving around. I got a lot of sun Taurus showing up in my body. And so, and there's not an issue with that. But just know that things are not so black and white. They are a spectrum. They are all the shades of the colors and then some. And so if you feel challenged when you're studying astrology, give yourself time, connect to the archetypal powers of all of the elements. It will help not only con tu brujería, with your witchcraft, with your spirituality, it will also help with learning astrology. Now, I wanted to touch real quick. I find it kind of ironic that I just said, don't box yourself in, you know, don't, uh, don't try to make yourself fit into this particular box or that particular box. And then that I'm leading to boundaries. But boundaries are not about trapping you in a particular box. We talked about Saturn and Pisces, and maybe this is where the connection is. Saturn and Pisces, I think, is here to define us. It's not here to punish us. It's not here to make us its whipping boy, right? It's here to say, okay, you want that dream? You want that love? You want that health? Let's tap into your soul. And what structure are we going to create in order to flow that desire, to flow your spirit and all of your power into manifesting it? Saturn is a manifester. It's just going to tell you to show up consistently. And with anything, whether it's the gym, whether it's in love, whether it's in a business, whether it's writing, whether it's building a healing and spiritual community online or a business any business or even a career, um, being consistent is key. And I know for some signs it's hard, but it's okay because Saturn and Pisces is going to help us, all right, depending on what house it lands on. But Saturn and Pisces is also inspiring this boundary conversation. Now I realize it all because as we enter in this new season, it's important to reset and recreate what we stand for, right? So in my life, I've had to define my boundaries in my life and my business many, many, many times, even recently, right? And I think that. The reason I have been successful for over 25 years, um, 12 years online and over 25 just serving the community is because I stand by my boundaries and I also know my energy. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get soft around the edges and soften my boundaries, which is not bueno, no bueno, no bueno, because people sense it. We're all made of energy. One of the reasons that it's important to hold up our boundaries is because we teach other people how to treat us. 
And I mean, people might still slip by and trample over us, but we're going to push them back. So what is a boundary? A boundary is a defining line, something that separates you from something else, right? Or your house from something else, or me from you, even though we're all energy, we're all interconnected. I'm still in my body and you're not supposed to touch it without my consent. And you're still in your body. And so we're living in this duality, right? Where we're not just a sun sign. We're all of the signs and we can tap into all their power. And we're, and I guided you not to see yourself as very limited at the same time. We're also experiencing the duality of being boundless and also bound by the vessel, the person that we're existing in in this time. Boundaries help us get our shit done. It also protects us. It keeps us safe. It allows us not to be used by other people and not to con ourselves, right? We talked about Pisces as deluding ourselves. So when we do not honor our word or our time or our desires, right, our tr- or our truth, we teach others to manipulate, push, and yeah, use us. So in order for us to be anchored in our truth and aligned with our soul, we have to do this shadow work, right? Because why do we have soft boundaries sometimes? Probably like me, I'm the oldest, I'm the eldest daughter, the eldest daughter in a Latina family where I am constantly going, well, I have to do homework. Okay, I'll go help my sister. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I'll go change a diaper, right? That was my life where I would surrender what I had to do for the good of all. And that's something that I've worked on in this life because I repeated it for quite some time. Thankfully, I can say that I realized that I do not owe, you know, the all, all of my time. And the more I give to myself and the more I've worked on releasing that trauma of having to be responsible for everything, having to always say yes. And it's hard when you're a psychic medium and you're always flowing in the spirit and spirits filling you every day, guiding you in your business. Cause I'll tell you, spirit is my coach, right? Um, Cause I hear and see and know and feel spirit. Like, every day, all the time. It's not something I don't have to pull a card. I don't have to do a prayer. This is how it happens. And it's very clear and it's time tested. I've tested it throughout my time. I know what it's saying to me. I know what my guides are saying, I know what my ancestors are saying. So they guide me at the same time. I've had to bed, have boundaries with them because, you know, they'll wake you up at three in the morning, like nothing, right? A lot of you know that. Eso no es bueno. Like we need, in nuestro descanso, we need to rest. And so creating boundaries with spirit, creating boundaries with family, with love, Creating boundaries with work, with your own business is really, really important. And remember that boundaries separate what who you are, who you are not, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, how much you're willing to deal with something, how much you're not. Like a lot of jobs will take advantage of you if you're like, yeah, call me on the weekend anytime I'm available which some of us have been taught that, right, by our parents who are immigrants. And they're like, yeah, you got to be available, Mija. You can't lose your job. No, por favor, right? So you're like giving, giving. At some point, we awaken, we heal, and we're like, "Uh uh-uh. I am worthy of my time off. I am worthy of saying no. And so the boundaries help us in this crazy universe of duality where we're boundless spirits, and yet we need our sleep and our time because we're in a body, right? So it's we're always dancing this duality to protect ourselves. Now, what's going to happen sometimes with our boundaries is that we soften them so much that boundary pushers, narcissists, uh, energy vampires, people who want to get some wisdom from you or energy or an opportunity or just, you know, they feel good around you. So they want more of that or you do things for them and you enable them. So they want more of that. They're going to come in and push and they're going to push past those boundaries. So. 
what are boundary pushers and what are the things that they do, right? So boundary pushers, they come in a lot of variety of forms. As I said earlier, they could be narcissistic, immature. They could be traumatized. They could be privileged. They could be desperate. They could be clueless and have no idea because they don't have boundaries. And most of the time when people are crossing your boundaries or stomping all over them or attempting to, it's because they do not work with their own boundaries very well. And then there's some who are very good with their boundaries, but they don't think anybody else should have them, right? I'm sure you've met some of them. So these people, they want what they want and boundaries be damned. They're going to cross them and push them. So what are the things that they could do, right? They could flat out just ignore our boundaries. They're going to test us, like ask us, hey, are you sure? Hey, are you sure? Hey, are you sure I can't call you this weekend? Or they'll try to call us, see if we answer. Argue with our reasons for the boundary. Try to give us, well, if you can't do this, can you do that? And we have to stay tough on that. We have to stay grounded and rooted. Otherwise, they're going to get what they want. They're going to trample all over our energy. And then why shouldn't they do it again? Because you did it once. So they're going to do it again. And the thing is, a lot of healers, a lot of givers, a lot of the eldest kids or the solo kids out there, you know, we're like, oh, I want to help people and I want to be kind. I want to give to them as, you know, the way I want people to understand me and give to me. I've heard this a lot in sessions, right? And I, I would say it for myself. The thing is, just because you're giving, because you would like others to also have compassion for you does not automatically make that the person that you're giving to is going to have compassion for you when you need it. So get that through your head. We think sometimes, well, I'm going to be kind and compassionate. The compassion and kindness will be reciprocated. People who tend to push boundaries are not usually the people who are going to be kind right back to you, you know, kind in, in exclamation points here and marks, um, because they just want what they want. They could be traumatized, they could be needy, they could be addicts, they could be codependents, we don't know what they are, we're not trying to label them. So our attempt to be kind can actually not only harm ourselves, it can enable them, and it can harm our energetic field so that other people feel that they could do the same thing to us, right? And they will wear us down. I'll be, oh, just one more time, just one more time, I'll never ask again, please, I'm in a bind. And they'll try to wear you down. You'll say no one way. They'll come another way. They'll try this. They'll try that. You've got to stay in your no. And what I want to say to you is you don't own. You don't owe anyone any explicación. No le deben explicación a nadie. You do not owe anyone an explanation, meaning no means no. And no is a whole word, okay? So how do we counter these folks? How do we counter them, right? So there, there's a difference between boundary pushers and legitimate requests right? So if your kid is like, please, mom, this one time, consider it, right? They might be like, oh, the kid is leaving, their friend is moving to Dubai, and they're never going to see them again, except for Zoom or, you know, face FaceTime, whatever it is. Um, okay, I'll let them go out and stay out tonight, right? Okay, that is a legitimate request. So we have to tell the difference and develop discernment. What is a legitimate request? What is not and, you know, wise people, all of us, of course, we consider whether the benefits of asserting our boundaries are worth the potential costs or not. Sometimes we're going to go, is it worth it? I would say most of the time it is. But if it's a legitimate request, take note, right? Like if you're a teacher and somebody has to hand in something late and, you know, there's been an illness in the family, they've been at the ER. I mean, yeah, we might like give them a break. Okay. They've had a rough night, but if they've done this, every class you've ever taught them, no, it's a boundary. They're using you. Right. So if you conclude that your boundary is worth standing up for, remind the offender of the boundary or the boundary crosser 
in a confident, you know, very grounded, matter of fact tone, right? Hey, we've covered this already. And my answer is no. You might briefly restate why you're committed to this boundary if you think it'll help, but do keep it simple. Don't over explain because they're not even, chances are they're not listening. If your resolve is tested by a very pushy boundary pusher, fortify yourself by revisiting the reasons why, right? Why you have this boundary. What did you learn from the past when you softened the boundary and people maybe walked all over you or you gave too much and wound up exhausted and burnt out? Because that's the problem. When we don't have boundaries with ourselves, con nosotros mismos, we're going to be like, oh, I could do more. Well, I could do more, especially if we're passionate, especially when we love and care about people. And remember that it is your right to, you have a right to your own boundary. It's your time. It's your money. It's your effort. It's your body. It's your self-esteem. It's your dignity. It's your honor. It's your job. It's your home. It's your retreat. It's your classroom. It's your family. You have a right to say no. And we haven't been taught this, right? Colonizers have made sure in colonization process that we think that we have to sacrifice for others all the time. And no, we don't. We don't have to sacrifice ourselves to be loved. We don't have to sacrifice ourselves to keep good people in our lives. In fact, I would argue the more boundaries we have, there's going to be an in a, a built-in uh, respect and respeto that people are going to have walking towards us, working with us in any capacity or getting to know us and being friends. Do not compromise yourself to avoid displeasure. Again, don't go into that like Piscean, I no quiero ver, no quiero ver. All right, all right, all right. Because when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have the broken boundary hangover, okay? That moment when you wake up and you're like, ay, Dios mío, ¿por qué? ¿Por qué? Why did I do this to myself? Now I overcommitted, I'm exhausted, I have to get up. You don't want to be beating yourself up over that. Avoid arguing with the boundary pusher because it's a slippery slope. If you start to argue, they get to move you out of your grounded place, even if you are shocked. Listen, some boundary pushers are going to shock the bejesus out of you, the baby Jesus out of you, the baby Jesus out of you. They might even shock the Virgin Mary out of you because you're like, are you kidding me? I just told you five times no. And you went around and you kept asking in a different form, right? And you're going to want to raise your voice. You're going to want to like maybe come out harsh. I invite you to stay in your beautiful, anchored, grounded space. Don't let people move you out of this beautiful energy, right? You don't deserve that. And they're pissing you off either. So you'll be like, oh, fine, or that you'll yell and lose your crap and then have that issue to deal with. And so stay grounded, even during airy season. I know it's easier to lose our stuff with airy season, but remember, Aries is the leader, the pioneer, the first one to step out and like do the thing. So allow yourself that honor of stepping out and creating that boundary in your family and to familia that maybe was never created before. I was one of those who did that. Um, and they might push back. They might be upset with you. But, you know, over time, they're your family. You'll work it through. Hopefully, we don't know. Everybody's different. Now, boundary pushers can be aggravating. They could be upsetting. Remember to stay rooted. Prevent. Do not be reactive. Stay calm. Breathe. Llama a tus angelitos. Call on the Virgin Mary. Call on everyone to come in. A tus ancestros, your ancestors. You're like, ancestors, help me with this B because I can't handle it. Ooh, let me breathe, right? Do what you need to do. Just don't over-explain and don't give in if it's not a legitimate request. Now, keep in mind that it's going to take some time for people 
who are boundary pushers to respect. There might be some people that need to be, you know, kind of like unboarded from your life or let go from your life. And there are other people that you're going to have to like negotiate and work with, like your family, your husband, your kids. Así que, I am so excited that we did this did this convo today. That I had this little chat porque um, it's something that I've dealt with because as a healer and an intuitive and a sensitive person, people know that you care. People feel your heart. And so they'll be like, oh, but you know, how about, and it's like, no, no means no. I do not need to explain. No te debo una explicación. Dije que no. Hasta aquí llegamos. Right? My mom used to say that all the time. My mom was adorable. When I was like little, I would ask her a question. I'd go, why, why, why? I was a boundary pusher. Okay. I'm a recovering boundary pusher as a kid, as a niña. And my mom would literally stick out her toe on the ground and draw a line right in front of me with her toe like así. She goes, hasta aquí llegamos. Y punto. And I'd be like, okay, mom said no. Now, there were definitely other times where there were legitimate requests. And I'd be like, mom, ¿por qué esto? ¿Por qué lo otro? She'd be like, okay, I see your point. And so take some advice from mi mamita que está en el cielo, who's guiding me and sending love to all of you. Stick out that toe, honey. Draw the line in the invisible sand. It's an energetic boundary. And be like, hasta aquí llegamos. Sending you mucho amor. Bye, everyone.